Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. and happy Valentine's Day if you are listening to this episode in real time. I am really excited about today's episode because you picked the topic. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I put up a story um, with a poll a couple of days ago asking what you wanted to hear on today's podcast. And the most popular option by a landslide (laughs) was diving into the different types of self-sabotage because yes, there is more than one way that self-sabotage can show up in our lives, which Honestly, a couple of months ago, I did not know, and maybe you didn't either. So I'm really excited about this topic. It's so much fun. So we're going to get right into it. So whenever we talk about self-sabotage, I feel like we think about it one-dimensionally, right? Or at least I used to, (laughs) like I mentioned before. I I honestly was functioning under the presumption that self-sabotage meant that you were just simply in your own way in some capacity, and I kind of like left it at that. Right. So I used to think that it was, um, you know, not taking action, even though you wanted to do something or that it meant that you had everything that you wanted, but you somehow threw it all away. Right. Um, And it's kind of like those upper limit problems like Gay Hendricks talks about in his book, The Big Leap, which I will link for you in the show notes. It's an incredible book, by the way. But I used to think that's what self-sabotage was, either not going after it or having it and throwing it away. Right. And while those things are absolutely self-sabotage, I have learned through hearing a speaker, her name is Elsa, um, and she specializes in self-sabotage. She is a personal development coach, but specializes in self-sabotage, which is so cool. But after hearing her speak, I learned that there are ways that we can break self-sabotage down even further to figure out how it shows up for us in an individual way. Right. So then if we know how it's affecting us individually, we can figure out how to work on it. Right. Because there are a bunch of different ways um, that self-sabotage shows up and not all of them affect us. Right. How self-sabotage shows up for me might not be how it shows up for you. So it's really, really important to figure out which types of self-sabotage are showing up so that we can work on it. Right. So according to positive intelligence, there are approximately nine different types of self-sabotage, and I'm going to list them here for you. So they are number one, the stickler, number two, hypervigilant, number three, controller, number four, avoider, number five, restless, number six, pleaser, number seven, hyperachiever, number eight, hyperrational, and number nine, victim. And at this point, you might be driving down the freeway (laughs) or changing out the laundry or walking to class, like whatever. And you're like, oh my gosh, that was so many and I have no idea what they are. (laughs) So don't worry, my friend. I've got your back. We are in this together. We are going to break down all of these in a lot more detail. And 
as I describe each one of them, I'm sure that as you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, driving, laundry, walking, working out, you're going to resonate with some of these more than others. But I did want to tell you that the for sure, for sure way to know officially what types of self-sabotage that you're struggling with, you've got to take the positive intelligent quiz, okay? Um, That sounded weird. I think I meant to say (laughs) not the positive intelligence, but positive intelligence's quiz. I don't even know. We're just going to keep rolling, right? You got to take a quiz. <laughs> That's a, the, the, the point I want you to latch on to. You have to take this quiz. It's linked below for you um, in the show notes and it's free, which is the best part, right? So when you take this quiz, they're going to ask you a series of questions and it's then going to rank the nine different types that I mentioned before for you so that you know how self-sabotage is showing up in your life. Um, and then we can work on it, right? Then you can work on it. And Just overall, I just want to tell you again that the quiz is free and it's really highly informational and it's life-changing because again, I want to hit on this point again (laughs) that self-sabotage does not show up the same for everyone. It's different for each of us and it's really cool um, to see the, the results of this quiz because it's going to tell you a couple of different things. It's going to tell you the characteristics of the particular self-sabotaging behavior. It's going to tell you the typical um, thoughts and feelings you might be experiencing, our justifications for it, and the impact it has on ourselves and others. And then the most interesting part is the origin of it. So in other words, why we are self-sabotaging in that particular way. So I cannot tell you (laughs) enough to go take this quiz because it's truly life-changing. So all of that said, let's get into it. And today in this episode, we are only going to talk about four of them. So buckle on up (laughs) and let's get into it. So number one is the stickler. And that is a form of self-sabotage that's all about perfectionism. So it's about a need for order and organization taken too far. And if this is one of the ways that you self-sabotage, you're likely going to get caught up in that black and white thinking, right? That binary thinking, that either or mentality. And you might catch yourself thinking things like, if I can't do it perfectly, then I'm just not going to do it at all. Or you might also be thinking like, I hate mistakes, right? So then to avoid feeling less than perfect, you're going to self-sabotage by refusing to take action because whatever it is that you're working on or want to do is never going to be good enough. Or you might never ever um, get that program you want to launch or that book or that podcast into the world. You, you get in your own way and don't launch it because you think to yourself, it's never going to be perfect enough. It's never going to be good enough. I don't want to get it out into the world until it's perfect, right? And we know that there is no such thing as perfect. So you've self-sabotaged the the thing that you want to do, right? And full disclosure, this is absolutely <laughs> my number one self-saboteur, uh, technically, I think it's called. Um, and so just for an example to, to show you this, when I was writing my first book, I revised it relentlessly, relentlessly, <laughs> because I wanted it to be good. I wanted it to be really, really good. And so I had my editor, Tori, proofread it a bajillion times <laughs> um, because I just didn't want there to be any typos. And that obsession with no typos and perfection made it so that my book almost didn't come out. My first book, The Power Within Her Guide to Journaling, almost didn't make it into the world because I was so obsessed with it being absolutely flawless, right? 
obviously I was able to navigate that (laughs) and I stopped self-sabotaging and it did come out into the world. Um, But it almost didn't because I got so wrapped up in thinking it needed to be perfect, right? So if you are nodding along right now and you're like, oh my gosh, all of that sounds (laughs) really on brand for me, um, then it's probably also one of your top self-sabotaging tendencies too. But again, to know for sure and to see more of the detailed um, breakdown of it, you got to take the quiz in the show notes. So go do that when you have time. So that brings us to number two, which is hypervigilant. So this form of self-sabotage is all about anxiety. And specifically, it's this fixation about all the dangers and what could go wrong in any possible situation or relationship or whatever, right? And so if this is one of the ways that you self-sabotage, you're going to be consumed with things like wondering what people's true motives are or wondering when the other shoe is going to drop, right? Like there's a lot of anxiety and fear present in this particular way of self-sabotaging. So to feel more secure and less anxious then, you might self-sabotage by refusing to take action because that is, or your brain tells you that that is the safer option. Or you do get out of your comfort zone, right? But you're never going to be able to fully enjoy it because you're consumed with this worry, this fear that it's never going to last, right? And again, being totally honest, because we are in this together, (laughs) this form of self-sabotage, being the hypervigilant, is actually number two for me on the, the ranking, right? And it is absolutely the reason that I stayed in my prior job as a professor that was no longer aligned for me for so freaking long, right? Because it was the safe option. It was comfortable, it was safe, it was familiar, and that's why I stayed. It's also... The reason, like a decade ago, (laughs) um, that I asked Roger when we first started dating, I was like, okay, like you are so fantastic, but like, when is the other shoe gonna drop? Where are your skeletons? You're so nice, you're so wonderful. This has to be too good to be true. We literally had that conversation. (laughs) And he was like, no, I promise, like, I'm not like Joe from Netflix, um, the the TV show Netflix, excuse me. He's like, "I I promise what you see is what you get. There's no skeletons. And honestly, he was right. Roger is wonderful. There were no skeletons. It was just my hypervigilant, self-sabotaging tendency to not be able to appreciate the goodness in front of me, right? So again, if you are nodding along, you're like, ooh, that is me. That is uncomfortable. It's probably one of your top self, I can't even talk, self-sabotaging tendencies too. But again, to know for sure, you got to take the quiz in the show notes to see. So that brings us to number three. (laughs) We're just trucking along right now. Number three, which is the controller. So this is a form of self-sabotage that's also anxiety-based, right? But in this particular instance, it's the anxiety-based need to take charge and control in situations. So you or others might commonly in your daily life describe you as a control freak. Um, So you genuinely believe that you are the only one who can handle whatever it is. So to feel less anxious about being out of control, you're going to self-sabotage personal and professional relationships and situations by constantly taking control and refusing to delegate, which then might make other people in your life personally or professionally, like you don't trust them or you don't trust their ability, right? And then sometimes it's not going to manifest as like completely taking over. Sometimes it's going to manifest as micromanaging, (laughs) right? Where you just have to just insert yourself. You just can't help it, right? And that's 100% what it looks like for me. 
And this is the one, um, the one self-sabotaging behavior that's really difficult for me to come to terms with, right? Um, the controller is my third highest self-saboteur, right? To say the fancy phrase. <laughs> and it pops up a lot for me um, in kind of a silly place, but it does pop up and it does cause the occasional um, argument. But it pops up for me when it comes to doing like chores or household things. So I really want to preface this. <laughs> this little story here for you by saying that Roger my husband is a wonderful human being he is so wonderful I am so grateful for him but if I'm being honest it can be so so hard for me to watch him load the dishwasher or to to vacuum or to fold the clothes because it's not how I would do it (laughs) (laughs) right? And it's so hard for me, even though he's being helpful, he's being a wonderful, you know, partner, we're equals in this marriage, in this relationship, right? It's still so hard for me (laughs) to let go of that control because I have it in my head like, no, 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 you have to load the dishwasher this way or like, oh, you're folding the clothes the wrong way. I just like to do things my way. That's the little control freak part of me, right? And it's so hard for me to let go of that. And you know, <laughs> we, we've spent the last 10 years together um, and now we laugh about it, but it's something I'm constantly working on um, because I don't want it to get in the way and to sabotage our, our relationship and our marriage, right? So that's just the story <laughs> of how controlling or like the self-sabotaging controller behavior shows up for me. Um, and again, Again, my friend, if you are nodding or laughing, then it's probably one of your self-sabotaging tendencies too. Or maybe it's someone that you know and you're like, oh yeah, they totally do this, right? But again, you got to take the quiz to know um, for sure, right? And we are just trucking along today. So that brings me to number four, which is the avoider. And this form of self-sabotage is about two different things. So it's either... One, focusing on the positive and the pleasant in an extreme way. Or number two, it's avoiding difficult and unpleasant tasks and conflicts. So you might think to yourself, like, this isn't that bad. I shouldn't say anything. I'm fine. Kind of like that gaslighting, that self-gaslighting, right? Or you might think, this is just too unpleasant or this is just not fun. Maybe if I just let it go, it'll take care of itself, right? So it's that total, like, detachment, that total avoiding, right? And this form of self-sabotage is actually tied for number three with the controller for me. So I am 100% guilty (laughs) of self-sabotaging by avoiding things that I just don't want to deal with, right? Um, So for example, I hate, 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 loathe, 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 (laughs) (laughs) the back end accounting stuff that goes with PWH publishing. I hate it. I cannot stand it. I don't like numbers. I, and I know that probably would make my friend Savannah just like want to reach through (laughs) the, my phone or my computer when we chat with each other on Zoom and just like shake me. Um, but I do, I hate numbers. I don't care for them. And so because I feel that strongly about it, um, I avoid it, (laughs) right? I'm just like, oh, numbers, the accounting stuff. Where's a fork? I want to shove it in my eyeball, right? So I avoid it. And obviously that is not good for the success of a business. (laughs) So I do need to deal with it, but I just hate doing it, right? It just feels like a giant chore that I just don't want to want to do, right? But that's just an example of how the um, avoider self-sabotaging behavior shows up for me. And again, 
one last time, <laughs> if you are nodding along or if you're laughing or you're just like, ooh, I feel that or ooh, I'm thinking about someone in my life that that totally struggles with that, you know, then get them to take the quiz. Then you should take the quiz. Like I think we should all take this quiz because the information <laughs> that it can give us to become more self-aware is so, so valuable. So all of that said, I know that was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot, a lot of information. Um, but I do want to end today's episode here for that exact reason. It was a lot of information. I want to give you time to soak it in, soak it up, think about it um, before we move on to the last five self-sabotaging um, behaviors or ways that self-sabotage shows up for us, right? So to officially close out today's episode, I want to say that I know that this isn't a traditional Valentine's Day gift, right? (laughs) This episode is not a hug. It's not a piece of chocolate or candy. But I do still think that it is a great gift of self-love for Valentine's Day because knowing what our self-sabotaging tendencies are is a gift. It's a gift of self-awareness. It's the gift of being able to improve ourselves, to continue to become the type of women that we want to become, right? The best versions of ourselves. And we can't become the best versions of ourselves if we don't know how we operate, right? Because I believe that we are intelligent, very self-aware women who are willing to work on um, our ish, (laughs) right? But sometimes we're not aware of those things that are bubbling beneath the surface, right? Sometimes we're not aware of how we self-sabotage or what we struggle with. And that's why tools like this quiz from, what is it called again? Uh, Positive intelligence. Yeah, positive intelligence. That's why tools like this are so valuable because it can illuminate that which is not clear to us yet, right? So Even though, my friend, it might be difficult to think about how self-sabotage shows up for you because it's not fun. It's not a hug (laughs) like we talked about before. I still think it's really, really important um, to do so. It can be one of the best gifts that we can give ourselves so that we can step more fully and completely into the lives that want to make us dance in the grocery store aisles kind of happy, right? So, Thank you for being here, my friend. I love you. I appreciate you. And then, of course, stay tuned for a part two. And let's be real, probably a part three (laughs) to this self-sabotage series because I have so much more to say, so much more to share with you. And I'm just really excited to do so. So until then, my friends, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Happy Valentine's Day. And we will chat again soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could either share it on social media and tag me so that I can personally thank you for listening in. Or you could leave a review of the podcast to increase searchability of the power within her so that more women can listen in and grow with us. Either way, I am so grateful that you're here with me spreading the important message about critical thinking and self-empowerment.